0: Hello everyone, good morning, oh this is great. Uh, I'm Daniella, you may know me, you may not. Um, just some information about me. I've got a family, should be up there somewhere. I do have a family. I have a mom and a dad, there they are. And I have two older sisters, Elena and Sophia. Um, I also have a cat. Oh, there she is. (laughs) Her name is Kitty, and she is very much the love of my life. Um, I graduated from a tiny school that basically nobody's ever heard of. It's called Scholars Guild, so that's right. Uh, And I'll be going to the University of Georgia in the fall. So yeah, it's really exciting. Uh, Before we get started, I'm going to pray for us. Would you bow your heads with me? Heavenly Father, I am so honored to be able to speak right now, Lord. Um, Would you use me right now to speak your truth, Lord? I pray that the words that I speak would be of you. And if they are not of you, Lord, would they be soon forgotten? Um, God, I just pray for the hearts of everyone present in this room tonight. I pray that they would be soft and receptive to this truth, Lord. Um, And I pray that whatever I say would just stick to their hearts, Lord, um, and stick with them, that they would think about it throughout this day and throughout this week, Lord. I'm so thankful for you. Lord, would you just call me, give me your confidence, would you empower me right now, Lord? I love you so much, and I thank you for what you're about to do. In the name of Jesus, I pray these things. Amen. So last night... Landon talked about how, ever since the fall, we live in a broken world. How that manifests itself in different ways throughout history, but the reality is there, that we live in a fallen world. And I think that's pretty easy to see. I mean, all you have to do is look around. The consequences of sin are everywhere. It's not hard to see. And it's so much to process. It's so much to take in. I mean, it's overwhelming. Confusing, at least for me. And personally, I don't know about you, but I've had kind of an internal crisis. Because I want more than anything to hope. I want more than anything to be optimistic about the state of this world. I want that so badly. But at the same time, as a believer, I know how this ends. We all do. We know the trajectory that we're on, and ultimately, where we're headed. So, how do I have hope? Knowing where we're headed, knowing that this is not our home, and this world will never be the paradise that we long for, how can I have hope? And also, what do I pray for? Because looking around, The one thing I wanna pray for is for perfect peace and unity among people. I want that so badly and I want people to not be angry. I don't want there to be division. But at the same time, I can't really pray for that because, because I know that this world is never going to have perfect peace. It's never going to have perfect unity among people. That is something that is of the other side of eternity. So what do I do? How do I have hope? And what do I pray for? And if you think about it, all the problems of the world, every hopeless aspect, is because we live in a fallen world. And it's because of sin. So what better thing to pray for than the salvation of souls? After all, that is our most urgent need in the world. And it always has been. Now as for hope, what does that look like? As believers, we have hope now because we get to live lives of complete freedom from the power of sin. There's so much significance in that. And what's more, we get to share this freedom with other people. This hope that we have as believers, it's different than that of the world, in that it is unseen. And remember that we're not without help. It's not just us against the world. God gave us the Holy Spirit to be our companion in times of chaos and confusion, in times just like these. He is our God-given companion, and what a gift that is. And God knows our weakness, he knows our incompetence, which is why he gave us the Holy Spirit, to speak for us when we don't have words, to help us when we don't know what to pray for. I'm gonna read a passage of scripture from Romans chapter 8, and this passage affirms that ever since the fall, we live in a broken world, and that this world has always been groaning under the weight of sin. And it also affirms that in those moments when we feel so overwhelmed and we have no idea what to pray for, the Holy Spirit helps us and our hearts are still heard. So listen to this passage from Romans 8, through 26. For we know that the whole creation has been groaning together in the pains of childbirth until now. And not only the creation, but we ourselves who have the first fruits of the Spirit grown inwardly as we wait eagerly for adoption as sons, the redemption of our bodies. For in this hope we were saved. Now hope that is seen is not hope. For who hopes for what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. For we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. How wonderful is that? I mean, how comforting that when we don't know what to pray for, we don't have to have the right words or the perfect words, and it's not up to us to save the world. And in those moments when we feel so overwhelmed and we're trying to pray, but we don't really know what to pray for, our hearts are still heard. There's so much meaning in that. For us, as believers, hope is not mere happiness. It's not cheerfulness. It's not buoyancy of spirit. Hope is counterintuitive. It's illogical. It doesn't really make sense. And above all, it is unseen. To the believer, hope is what keeps us afloat. It is the foundation of our faith. It changes everything. It infiltrates every aspect of our lives. It is why we give thanks in horrific circumstances, and it only comes from its creator. Real, true hope does not fail. It does not disappoint. It does not put us to shame, as Romans 5 says. So keep your hope, and what's more, spread it to those around you. If you believe in your eternal hope, let this be the joy of your heart. It changes everything. And I would encourage you, let this joy spill from your heart onto those around you. As you go out today in missions, or just listening to seminars, or simply being around other people, let this joy be seen. As believers, we have an opportunity to be agents of hope in the world. I have some questions from this talk that you can ask in your small groups. Should go up on the screen here. What makes you feel hopeless? What have you been putting your hope in besides God and how has it disappointed you? And what does living with eternal hope look like? How does it affect every aspect of your life. Listen to this one verse and then I'll close us in prayer. It says this, 2 Corinthians 1:10 says, "He delivered us from such a deadly peril, and he will deliver us. On him we have set our hope that he will deliver us again." Above all, remember this that God is on your side and he knows exactly what he is doing. Let me pray for us. Heavenly Father, I thank you for the hope that you've given to us, Lord. It really does change everything. And I am so thankful, Lord. It affects every aspect of my life. It is the reason why we give thanks in horrific circumstances, Lord. We thank you for the promises that you've given to us, Lord. May we cling to them. Would they be the foundation of our hope and our faith, Lord? I'm so thankful for you, Lord. I pray as we go out today, help us to be agents of hope in the world. God, I love you so much. I'm so thankful for you. I pray these things in your name, in the beautiful name of Jesus. Amen.